Did you know that homeschooling is not quote unquote school at home? And if that is a little confusing to you, you better listen to this episode because my friend Shayna will break it down for you. She is a mama of four. Yes, she's a homeschooler. She's a former U.S. Navy surface warfare officer, currently a firewife and a real estate entrepreneur with something new in the works too. And if that doesn't fit the bill of homeschooling entrepreneur mom, I don't know what does. That is why I invited her onto this podcast to show you how you as a mama can become an entrepreneur, can be a homeschooler, can do it all. And she gives her best advice to all of you about what the wins are, the challenges are of an entrepreneur as a mom in homeschooling and why finding your identity now is so important before your kids leave the nest. You will learn all about that in this episode. So take some notes and get ready to jump on in with Shayna. Aloha mamas, you've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun, let's get to work. Aloha, my friends. I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Shayna, and we actually met at our local gym. And like many of you other mamas, you probably just meet other moms in passing. But what we discovered is we had a lot of things in common from homeschooling to being entrepreneurs to being hardworking, trying to figure out how to just fit life in fitness, health, all the things, making some money. I'm going to say she gave me her bio. She's like amateur homesteader trying to figure it out. And I love (laughs) all the pieces of it. And she's here to share all her knowledge and golden nuggets with you all. So before we get started in this podcast episode, I definitely want to welcome Shayna. And Shayna, tell us a little bit more about you. Oh, and tell them where you are because we live in Washington. (laughs) But you're not there anymore. (laughs) Nope, I'm not. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Um, So we moved to Tennessee um, about two months ago, which you know, and it uh, it has been a whirlwind. Um, We're like diving full force into opening another business on top of what I was already doing and uh, trying to figure out this homesteading thing, which has been a dream of mine for years. Um, so it's, and then just, you know, all the chaos that comes with moving your kids 3000 miles away and (laughs) figuring out life in a new state. So yeah, it's been fun. Yes. And you are super inspirational and just take a leap of faith and go for it, you know, trust your instincts. And I love all that parts of women because I feel like as mom, that is already ingrained in us to a certain extent. It's like, no, we'll just figure it out. We have to get it done one way or another. Right. It'll all work out because it has to, right? (laughs) Yes. And tell them how much kids you have because they need to know. We have have four. 
Um, we have a nine, seven, five, and three-year-old. Love that. Yes. And they mm-hmm. didn't fly to Tennessee. <laughs> no, we drove two cars. They drove two cars. And I watched <laughs> it in her stories the entire time, taking her plants in the hotel and all doing her workouts on the side of the road. I am telling you, this mama is amazing. <laughs> I watched the whole story and I was like, that is incredible that with her kids and everything in tow, they made this what probably a lot of people is like a cross country move that a lot of people probably would dread in the middle of this whole craziness in the world. It was, it was very inspiring to see that you made it an adventure. We Um, really did. We did. It was a lot of fun. And we just, you know, we tried to make it fun for the kids. We stopped to see cousins um, and friends and, um, you know, we, we rotated who was in which car each day. So nobody was ever, you know, with the same sibling and, you know, kept the fighting to a minimum. So we figured it out, but we were all exhausted by the end. I assure you. <laughs> that is a great tip. Rotate the kids. <laughs> Rotate the kids. I know it was really funny. I remember one day I was listening to an audiobook that I was loving and I texted my husband that he needed to listen to it afterwards. And he's like, I don't know how you're listening to anything over there because the two kids that I have, that's impossible. <laughs> That's hilarious because I know in my car, when I do put on an audible book, um, sometimes it's cool, but there are times where my kids are like, mom, can we listen to something else other than someone speaking? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, not right now. No, <laughs> you, you can do that at home in your room. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you can listen to yep. music there, but in this car, no, we'll listen to what mom wants to listen to because mm-hmm. that's basically about the only time I usually have to put something in my head and yes you not only moved your family and homeschooling did help a lot with that but I want to see you moved your business too because you were a real estate agent here in Washington and you had to go to Tennessee and (laughs) basically start a new one there so before Mm -hmm. we get into that tell me a little bit about your entrepreneur journey like what inspired you to start and obviously continue Sure. Um, so I am prior military. Um, I was in the Navy after college for a few years, um, driving ships. And that's how I met my husband. He was also active duty. He was a helicopter pilot. And um, I got out right before we got married, knowing that, you know, it's funny because when you're growing up, everybody's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my answer was always different. And now looking back, that's because I knew, you know, deep down, really what I wanted to do was be a mom. Um, and so when, you know, my husband and I were starting to have those talks about planning our family, I said, I don't, you know, I want to be home raising our babies. Um, and then fast forward to having kids, um, you know, I was home, not working for a number of years. Um, my husband was still in the military. He's, he was deployed when our third was born. Um, but there was something missing, I think, you know, and, And as anybody with little ones knows, you know, it's almost your entire identity is consumed with diapers and snacks. And, you know, if you're just with your kids all day long, you, you can, it's very easy to lose yourself and, and forget to do things that fill your cup outside of your husband and your kids. Um, And so a couple of years into that, I, I told my husband, I was like, I need to do something for me. Um, And so that's really what sparked um, the entrepreneurial journey for me. Um, I was a personal trainer before we had kids. 
Um, and I've always been interested in the health and fitness industry. Um, it's been a passion of mine for a number of years. And so I got involved um, doing that in an online atmosphere. Um, so I've been partnered with uh, Beachbody for almost eight years now. Um, so, and then, um, you know, I wanted, as the kids were getting older and my husband became a firefighter and he wasn't, you know, firefighters have a very interesting schedule and he was home a lot more than we were used to, um, after he got out of the military. And so I said, I think I want to do something else too, but outside of the house. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I need to get out and talk to adults. Um, and I think it became more important to me after we started homeschooling too. Um, and so that's where the real estate thing came in. I just, I love to be around people. I feed off of other people's energy. Um, and so, you know, real estate isn't a, it, it can be what you make it. Um, but for me, it is not a full-time consistent working with clients every single day kind of thing, but it, it was exactly enough. You know, it was what I needed to a help us financially and B, um, you know, fill that part of my cup that that wasn't being filled just you know doing the mom thing I, I say just doing the mom thing but you know you know that's not what I mean right yeah. no it's, it's it's a different cup yeah it is and it's okay to have different cups I like how you explained it that way because a lot of people think that it's just one cup like you have mm -hmm. to fill just one cup and it's like no you have your mom cup you have yourself your identity and that is true a lot of stay-at-home moms they feel guilty if they say out loud I need time for me like is that bad yeah. I want to be away from my kids I'm like no <laughs> it's not bad that doesn't mean yeah. you love them any less I say it all the time I'm like I just need to speak to somebody older than 10 like <laughs> yeah well and I told my husband too I realized you know and especially when we started homeschooling I was I was giving it a hundred percent you know and I said what am I gonna do when these kids leave right you know I'm I'm gonna have an identity crisis at 50 <laughs> let's let's address that before we get there right like let's be real I love the stay at home I love being with my kids same thing I didn't realize I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom I was a little bit the opposite where I knew I wanted to get a job I don't I knew I was in the health field I became a registered nurse and then what ended up happening is after my first child I was the breadwinner and my husband, he got laid off from his welding job. So he ended up staying home for about six months. Mm -hmm. And during that process, we learned that he does not want to be a stay at home dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think very many men are wired to do that. And that's not, you know, and that's not a bad thing. It's right. just, you know, I'm a Christian. I don't think that's how we were created. Right. Like it, men are the, the providers, that's why you're that's what they, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's why you're a female because you have more of those traits to do right, that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we discovered that during that six months. And mm -hmm. so we had to rethink our strategy on it. Um, he ended up going into heavy duty machinery, which is what he does now. He's actually a fire truck mechanic, <laughs> which oh, is what? fun. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, same thing. I realized like, okay, I actually want to be more at home with my kids, especially after I had more, but I didn't want that to be my only identity. Right. Yeah. And that's why right. a lot of moms probably feel lost right now being a stay at home mom, quote unquote, or um, they feel guilty. And I'm like, you've got to 
give yourself grace and go find something for you. So that's great that you did that in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm super thankful too, that we did it when I felt like I wanted to do it and not when we had to do it. Um, you know, making the move to Tennessee, my husband took quite a pay cut. (laughs) Um, and if I wasn't involved in real estate to help us bridge that gap, it would have, I don't, I'm not sure we would have been able to make the jump. Right. And that is huge in itself because a lot of, a lot of people also think, or a lot of moms go, okay, well, what I bring in is not going to make such a big difference. And it's like, no, everything makes a difference. No matter what everything does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so key to realize that no matter how big or small you start, just having something is better than nothing. And it's, it's a good point. Starting when you want to start versus the pressure of I have to do it right now or else. Mm -hmm. That is huge. All right. So what are some, let's start with wins. What's some wins of being an entrepreneur slash mom? What are some wins? Um, Some wins. I I truly feel as chaotic and as busy as it is to have this many balls in the air to juggle. I truly feel like I am more fulfilled and I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife um, because you know, and again, I feel like I have to put this disclaimer on there, which I shouldn't, you know, not that the, the mom role wasn't enough of a purpose, but I, I'm helping other people, you know, other than my children too, which feels so good, um, you know, to either help, you know, stressed out clients find their dream home. Like I did last week after nine months of searching in that crazy Washington market (laughs) or, you know, um, you know, helping people on their health and fitness journey is just something that I've always loved to do. Um, and that's a little teaser for our next, (laughs) our next, our next episode. (laughs) We'll have another episode for that one for sure. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) She will be back to share that too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I do. I, I feel like it has made me a better, a better mom and a better wife. That is such a great perspective that many women don't see because they, like you said, I keep feeling like I have to put out a disclaimer and it's just because that's the society telling us like, oh no, you should just be happy with that. Like that is enough. Mm-hmm. And really as women, we are dreamers and goal getters in our own aspect that, like you said, we are fulfilled. And that is such a great way to describe it. Doing so much doesn't mean that we're overworked or too busy. It means that we have, we're fulfilling our passions in very different ways. Yeah. So that is, that is huge. Thank you for sharing that. So on the flip side, what are some challenges and we won't leave it just as challenges, but what are some challenges and how do you navigate them? Um, there just aren't enough hours in the day, <laughs> getting enough sleep. That's probably my biggest challenge. Um, but I've actually been better about it lately. I, um, I've had to get really, really good at time blocking <laughs> over the years. Um, and, but I truly think that that is, the only way to really be successful if you've got this many things going on. Um, just trying to figure out, and it looks different for everybody. So being able to figure out what system is going to work for you. And if you try, you know, you find somebody, that's what I did when I started homeschooling was talk to other homeschooling moms. Like, how do you do it? What curriculum are you using? What system are you using? What does your schedule look like or whatever? You know, you could try what somebody else is doing because they make it look easy because you're watching them on Instagram and everybody's life looks easy on Instagram, right? (laughs) 
And then um, you try it, but if it doesn't work, you find what works for your family. So there's there's a lot of trial and error, I think, that goes along with with homeschooling, with running a business, um, you know, just with running a household. Um, that's probably been the, been the biggest challenge is, is figuring out the system that works for us. And and there are different systems in different seasons too. Um, so, so being able to know that and, 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 you know, handle that as it comes. Right. And just having the expectations that there will be trials and errors. Like, um, I am, I'm going to call myself a recovered perfectionist. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a recovered perfectionist. And it was hard in the first year to two years of homeschooling because I had this whole idea of what it's supposed to look like, what my day would be, how my kid would react. And it was all no. (laughs) Yeah. So much grace those first two years. Oh my goodness. Right. And that's what I tell my audience all the time. Like if you just started, and even if you're one to two years in, you're still getting started. You're still figuring out. You're still getting started. And I feel like they all need to know that like, we all threaten to send our kids back. We all, (laughs) we all hate it. Some days, you know, there's days when you don't want to do it. There's days when the kids don't want to do it and they generally don't match up. Right. So it's, you know, there are more, more challenges than seamless days. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it is on the flip side, it is a lot to take in when you're in the middle of it. Yeah. But there's, there's a brighter side. And when you kind of step back from your life and look at the whole, I think that's when you can start to see the blessings or see like, oh, this is what was worth it. Because regardless of where you send your kid to school, like, let's just be Mm -hmm. real. You're going to get challenges. You're going to get all different types of things you have to deal with. And it's you picking and choosing which one you want to deal with. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what homeschooling allows us to do is really pick and choose what we would love to handle in like the atmosphere of what's going on in our world. And so let's talk about some homeschooling stuff. What are some, let's start with challenges this time, other than the not matching up days on everybody not wanting to homeschool. (laughs) And yes, I have threatened my kid to go back to public school. Even recently, I was like, dude, it's not, it's never too late (laughs) to send you to send you to public school there's one right behind our community (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, but what are some challenges of homeschooling that you navigate let's start with that um I think different learning styles with you know the number of kids that we have and the different ages um and and figuring out their different learning styles and their love languages too has played a big part in this um and I didn't realize how, how much that was going to affect the way that they want me to teach them, um, you know, how they, how they interact with, you know, other kids, we all sit down at the kitchen table to do work together. Um, you know, and my oldest, uh, his love language is quality time. And then my middle two are emerging readers. And so they need the one-on-one help for their lessons. And my oldest does not. And so I purposely chose curriculum for him that was supposed to be more independent, but he sees everybody else getting that undivided attention for their lessons. And so he will wait. He will wait until I'm done with them. And then he's like, okay, mom, come sit down and do my math with me. And I'm like, but I'm done for the day. You're like, I'm finished work. <laughs> yeah, mommy's not available after lunch. Um, so that that was a big challenge with my oldest. Um, and then um, our second confidence was a big thing with her and really having to build her up 
um, when she's learning to read. And that was not something that I saw coming and we were in the throes of it. And I was trying to figure out, I'm like, why are we, I feel like we're just hitting walls every day with this. Um, And then you kind of got to take a step back and get a 30,000 foot view and kind of figure out what's going on and how to re-navigate those situations. Yes. Homeschooling multiple age kids. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying that out loud. You know, and I, this year I found a curriculum that was recommended to me by uh, a fellow homeschooling mom that has six kids. Um, and I love her, met her on Instagram, never seen her in person. And I hope to one day, but she's just great. Um, and it's a family style curriculum. So we all sit down at the table and we do a unit study lesson together and I present the material to them and they absorb it at age appropriate levels. And then they have workbooks that correspond with their reading levels not necessarily grade but reading level and it has been a game changer for me Um, I don't feel like I have to switch gears 47 times you know during (laughs) during the couple hours that we're sitting down for lessons it's been great so let's see what what is the name of that curriculum uh gather round oh I think I've heard about gather round I never actually looked into it but it's amazing you just add math it's fantastic oh see something to look into. And I, and Mm -hmm. that is true when you are going through different seasons or you have multiple kids or whatever it is, your curriculum will change. Oh yeah. Be real guys. Mm -hmm. Halfway through the school year, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I I have people who are like so disappointed that the one curriculum they went all in on is just not working out. And I'm like, that's the beauty of homeschooling. Yeah. You might think of it as a challenge, but it actually is a beauty because people, when you're in regular traditional school, you don't have the option right. to do that. You, there's no option for you to be like, I don't like this math book. Sorry. <laughs> Can we just change and do another one? And so that is, that is huge. And I never thought, I know learning styles, that is definitely one that speaks loudly in my, um, within my kids, but love languages now that you've mentioned it I know that my kids I've never like pinpointed it as love languages but my kids have similar um, reactions to lessons and things like that and my oldest is very the same too like Mm -hmm. I pick lessons for him to do on his own because I'm like you can do it on your own and there are days he'll just do it right off the bat but same Mm -hmm. thing my six and seven year old, especially my six year old, he still needs help with reading. So I'm sitting right between them. And then I have my oldest, like on the side, we go on the dining table too. And my oldest sometimes like, why don't you help me? And I'm like, do you really need help? (laughs) Like just being real. Do do you, do you not know how to do that? If you don't know how to do that, I'll definitely help you. But I thought you said, you know how to do that. And he's like, well, I do, but (laughs) But I want some mama snuggles too. Right. He's like, (laughs) I want you to show me. I'm like, okay. So it's navigating that in the chaos and Mm -hmm. just reassuring them too. So like, um, same thing with love languages. When my kids get upset, we've learned to that each of our child, we can't react to them the same way. So my youngest we just have to distract him and he'll go into a different, like he'll be fine once I, like he'll start crying and be frustrated. And if I ask him to tell me about dolphins, he'll be like, oh, they're one time. 
and just like snap <laughs> out of it. And I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, great. And then my seven-year-old, he, it doesn't work like that for him. So we have to give him um, a hug or a cuddle and then he will calm down instantly. Mm-hmm. So that's part of love languages too. Just understanding, you know, what they need at that moment. So that mm-hmm. was cool. Um, what are some wins? Like pick a c- couple of your big wins of homeschooling that you've seen so far. So we're actually in a really interesting season. Um, when we told the kids that we were moving to Tennessee, there are no restrictions in place here anymore. And so they were like, oh, can we try to go to school in person? And I was like, okay. I mean, there's three months left in the school year, you know, like whatever, that's fine. I'm sure you'll want to come back in the fall. And then, and then fast forward a couple of years when you're a teenager, you won't feel like I forced you to homeschool. You know, you made that decision on your own Um, and I'll unpack boxes faster. It'll be great. So we let them go we decided that they would go and they, it was a little bit of a challenge at first, especially with, um, my daughter, which is funny too, because she's my social butterfly. And she was the first one that said she wanted to try in-person school and she had the hardest time being away from me all day. Um, but anyway, a couple weeks into school, they were all asking to come home again. And I said, well, why, you know, if it's just because you can't be away from me all day, like, no, we're, that's not why we're going to do it. But my oldest, you know, there were multiple occasions where he came home and said, mom, the kids in my class are so disrespectful. They interrupt the teacher all the time. And they talk about really inappropriate things when she's not listening. And I just looked at my husband and was like, is this really happening? <laughs> like I was so proud, you know, it was such a parenting win, but I think, you know, and I, there's, but definitely been an upswing in the number of families that are homeschooling. I think a lot of us have this common denominator of seeing the way the world is going and wanting to not necessarily wanting to keep our kids, you know, wrapped in bubble wrap, but there, you know, there's a time when it's appropriate to introduce them to things. And, you know, my kindergartner on the bus is not ready for that, you know? Um, And so my, my older two coming home and telling me like, Hey, these things are going on in school and we're not ready for this yet was such a confirmation for both my husband and myself that we had made the right decision to pull them out a couple of years ago and bring them home and just, you know, shield them a little bit longer from, you know, quote unquote, the ways of the world, as my grandma would like to say. Um, but it's just, and again, not that we want them to be sheltered, but we want them to be prepared before being introduced to a lot of these things that, you know, may be more appropriate in high school and beyond. Um, certainly not in elementary school on the bus, on the playground or anything like that. So that was a really, really big win for us. Um, and then before that, just, I didn't realize how much I would enjoy watching their little light bulbs go on, you know, teaching Riley to read has been probably one of the biggest challenges I've had as a homeschooling mom. Um, but then when she gets it and her face just lights up and you can just see them so proud of themselves for figuring something out has been such a joy to witness. Um, and it makes those challenging days really worth it. Yes. That both of those are huge points and such 
great parent mama moments, like pat yourself <laughs> on the back for that. Because I totally understand I can relate. Because even I'm going to put this out there, even if you homeschool, your kids can still have access to inappropriate things. Like, let's just be real. It's mm-hmm. not that we should, like you said, we shelter them and bubble wrap them. But it's almost like you can allow them to be kids for a little bit longer. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Because I know for me, when I was younger, that there was no internet and none of these things. So there was no access to any of those crazy stuff. So we got to be kids for a little bit longer. And just having that sense of play and innocence is great. And then being able to provide the appropriate teachers to teach those things is huge. You don't want Mm -hmm. the other second grader to be the teacher of your child on (laughs) random. Let's be real. That's not the teacher that you would really want to uh, teach your child about anything Mm -hmm. that's inappropriate that they shouldn't know about right now. And that is one of the biggest blessings of homeschooling. Um, When people always say like, don't you want them to be socialized? I'm like, they are for one, but to, do you really know what your kids are socializing about? Right, right. That's not what I want my kids to be talking about. And I will, I will tell you, here's another parenting win. Um, last October, we went to California for um, an anniversary party for my husband's aunt and uncle and some other family members. Um, an aunt and uncle from the other side of the family came to watch our kids while we were at the party. Mm-hmm. And my husband's aunt runs a daycare that has been her job for her entire adult life. And we go back after the party and she goes, I just can't believe how well these kids can conversate with adults. <laughs> I was right. like, and I'm done. I'm done here. <laughs> I did it. Um, thank you. Mom of the I year. Did- Right. My kids go to the grocery store and the post office and they're around children their age and, you know, homeschool co-ops and art classes and PE classes. And like, they probably have more social variety than any child in a public or private school setting. Exactly. That is, I mean, how many, what kind of social skills is my seven-year-old learning from other seven-year-olds? Right. You come home and I still have to tell you not to chew with your mouth open and to put your shoes where they belong. You know, like that, that is exactly (laughs) what I mean. It's like, guys, really, let's, let's think about this when you just say, oh, blanket statement, but you really don't look into what it really means is huge. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to add to that conversation, how like your kids can hold a conversation. Um, My, we went on a family snow trip earlier this year. And at the very end, my oldest, my husband was teaching the youngest, like how to ride on the bunny slopes, but my oldest already knows how to ride a snowboard. And so he kept asking us if he could go up um, on his own and we could see him like from the bottom of the mountain, just ride up and come down. And so finally at Mm -hmm. the end, I was like, fine, you can go just, just come down after you're done. Just to, I know that you made it safe down the mountain and I'll watch you from here because I had the two babies and so he went and then he showed like he's like I'm still here mom I'm like okay you have x amount of time and come back after maybe so many runs well after we were totally done and we're walking back to the car he's like so I think he went up a total of six or seven times and he said I sat by different people every single time because it was just him so he's like 
So I was like, okay, how did that go? Everybody's like, are you lost, little child? Because he's 10. <laughs> <laughs> he's 10. And he's like, at first, they kind of looked at me like, um, are you going to ride? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to ride. So he was always paired up with maybe a couple or a, a small family or something to ride on the lift. And at the very end, he said, I met, and he started naming every person he rode the lift with. Mind you, there was about 10 at least 10 names. And he's like, yeah, I was talking to, I don't know their names, but he's like, Bob and Shirley. And we're riding up the list. That's a solid life skill. I am terrible with names. <laughs> Me Tell him to keep at that. That's how I was like, who did you talk to? And he's like, yeah, they, I met Mark and he's been snowboarding for 28 years. And now he also learned how to ski. And he's like, this is my new, I think the lift only takes you like three to four minutes to get to the top. And he had intentional conversations with everyone he went on the lift with. And I looked at him, I was like, almost on tears. Like, I am so proud. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Right. So that is huge when you, that a lot of traditional school kids, they don't get to do that, especially even in school. Because when you think about it, during class, you got to stay quiet. You got to, you know, do your work, mm -hmm. which is appropriate. But when can you have meaningful conversations with anyone that is not your age? Right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that is such a huge win. All right. I love the seeing like your kids light up too, because when your kids are not with you, and I, I'm pretty sure like when your kids have been in school, you don't get to witness that at all. And a lot of parents mm -hmm. don't know what lights up their kids. Mm -hmm because they're in school all day. So they miss out on all those moments. And that is true. So let's see, I love all this homeschooling info. And I appreciate all that. But let's go with <laughs> two more questions. Okay, one best since we're still on homeschooling best advice for a mom who either wants to start homeschooling or is in the beginning stages of homeschooling? What's your best advice? Homeschooling is not school at home. Don't try to recreate a kindergarten or second grade or fourth, whatever classroom in your house because, oh man, I think I, I was, I totally did that. And I think I learned by the end of day one that that was not going to work. Um, and a girlfriend of mine, um, they've got 10 kids. They live out in Ellensburg. And she says all the time, she goes, Jesse and I laugh at our, you know, year one homeschooling selves. Our basement looks like a kindergarten classroom with like the alphabet banner around the ceiling. And she was like, it's, it's a mess, you know, and not to say that that can't work for people, but I think the vast majority of homeschoolers, that's not what it looks like. And, you know, and people that had their first, their first glimpse into life with kids at home all day was crisis schooling during COVID, you know, and, and I had so many friends say to me, Shana, I don't know how you do this. I said, I don't, I don't do what you're doing. That is not, you know, we're not tied to anybody else's schedule. We are not tied to a computer all day. I don't have to do a lesson plan that was planned out by somebody else. I know my kids better than anybody else. I know their schedule. I know when they get up on the wrong side of the bed, we need to go have a nature day instead of, you know, the math lesson that I planned. And so being able to, you know, to pivot based on our family's needs for that day, run with that. Yes. Huge. I did that too. <laughs> Got the desk and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
And oh, same man. thing. After day one, by the end of the week, I think we we cried every single day, and it's just like, why is it this for oh, me? We were we were on the living room floor, like trying to do circle time with my preschooler and my kindergartner, and I was like singing like days of the weeks or something, and I was like, this is not gonna work. <laughs> right. I'm like, no, 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 that doesn't count at all. <laughs> that no. doesn't no. count as school, guys. All right. Yeah. Last one. Same thing. But so what would your best <laughs> advice be for any mamas out there who either are looking into starting a business or becoming an entrepreneur or just started it like during the pandemic, had a great inspiration moment. I was like, OK, I'm going to do this. But now mm-hmm. they feel like I don't know if that was the right choice. Like what would your best advice be for them as entrepreneurs? Don't be afraid to fail because you're going to so many times you know, and, and it's not about how many times you fail. It's learning from those failures and getting back up and trying something different. Yeah. Oh, true. There's, there's so much of that. <laughs> I'm just knock, looking knock. at my door. You heard that? Yeah. That's the daughter yep. saying time's up mom. <laughs> time's up mom. I know I'm expecting my three-year-old to walk down the stairs any minute. See, and so, this is real yep. life. Let's, let's have yeah. the knocks on the door because I want all the moms to know, like, you can do whatever you really want to do, your passions, whether it is homeschooling or having a business or being a stay-at-home mom, leaving your job, your nine-to-five, and trying to explore something different, it is available for you. And I feel like all the advice you gave today and stories definitely can go along with any of that, especially the last one. Don't be afraid to fail because you're going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, you have this vision of what it's going to look like going in. And in reality, it ends up looking nothing like that. Like I have done so many math lessons, walking circles around the table, nursing a cranky baby, you know, or, you know, you can't always fit it in when the baby naps or, you know, yesterday we were on a business call with our, our new something. (laughs) Um, And our toddler was supposed to be napping and she ended up sitting in my lap on a zoom call and falling asleep. You know, she was right there with us and nobody cares. And that's the part is like get over it to a certain extent, because like I said, recover perfectionist, I would have been like, yeah, we have to have it this way. I only can work during these times. And that's usually not how it ever happens. (laughs) Embrace the chaos. Yes, definitely embrace the chaos. But I am so grateful for everything that you shared today. Such great information, such great advice. And yes, we will do this again, especially when your new venture comes around, because that is one of the main reasons why we got connected. So I'm just going to leave it at that too. (laughs) Hint, hint. (laughs) Hint, hint. We're going to leave it at that because everyone wants to know I have, um, what do you call that? I have listeners all over the U.S. So there might be somebody in your neck of the woods. So before we leave, though, where can people connect with you, whether entrepreneurship or wherever you want to share? Where do you want them to reach out and connect with you? Yeah, I'm most active on Instagram, I would say. So my page is barely burnt broccoli, kind of crunchy, kind of (laughs) not. I love it. And if you need help with any real estate transactions, definitely hit her up. Are you, you're licensed in Washington and in Tennessee, right? So I'm not at the moment. So I'm licensed in Washington, but I have the brokerage that I'm with is local. I can't transfer with them nationally. Got it. And I have two 
two contracts in escrow right now. So I can't move my license before they close. <laughs> so I'm like, of course we've been looking for nine months. Why wouldn't it happen now? Right. Um, so as soon as those close the first week of May, what are we God. in April? Yeah. First, first week of May, they both close May 2nd. Then I will be licensed in Tennessee, up and running, ready to go. My office is right down the street. I got a team waiting for me, ready to rock and roll. Nice. In the, chat, right. in the Chattanooga area. Chattanooga area. There you go. And what I will do is when that gets up and running, I will update our show notes to include all your information in there thank so you. that they know thank where you to so come much. to. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me today. And yes, if you want to get connected with Shana, definitely do whether it's for homeschooling, whether it's for entrepreneurship or real estate, whatever, or her new venture, please watch her space. <laughs> saying it again and again, watch her space for sure. And like always, only you can make your day amazing. So go out and do that. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Goodbye.